Let's uh, let's see how that goes. How's that sounding? Ooh, yours might be turned off. There's a button on that. How about now? That's that's better. That right. seems like it's in a good place. I feel like this is probably the maximum volume that I'm going oh. to be using here. <laughs> probably seems good. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like, oh, have I just been leaking rubbing alcohol into my bag? Mm. That's fun. I love it when my shit gets flammable. <laughs> uh, At least you know it's it's san it's sanitized. It's clean, it's clean, clean and on fire. Yeah, <laughs> it'll burn blue. Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for thirty years. Speaking of global pandemics and and bug spray, you're listening to Boohaha, a podcast which is really at the very best of times quarterly at this point, <laughs> if we're if we're entirely honest. Uh, every week I gather my nearest and dearest to a campfire that I build in my living room. Except we're not in my living room. But That's we'll, right. We'll get to that in a jiffy pop. Okay. And I, I invite them over and I regale them with spooky tales of lugaroos and kaijus. Ooh. And this week, my very hilarious guest is Nick Puente. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to, this is, this is what I'm going to call a double threat because this is the second part in a two-part series that I call VH Ha Ha Boo Ka Ha uh. Crossover Time. <laughs> Because <laughs> I had a brain injury. Um, <laughs> this is the the third third of VHS Vengeance coming out hot on the tails of the other two thirds. Right. Uh, and in addition to that, this is the first episode of our Booha Halloween Spooktacustravaganza. Nice. That so, makes me feel special. Oh boy, you are you are the inaugural episode and. Uh, Mr. Mr. Nicholas Puente, would you like to tell the listeners exactly where we are at? Oh, yes. We uh, f- befitting the first Halloween spectacular boo-ha-ha. We came to the source of where all boo start from, all boo-hoo-hoos start from, <laughs> and that is the Lone Fur <laughs> Cemetery here in Portland, Oregon, uh, where everyone knows where all ghosts originate. This is where all ghosts come from, and historically, this is where Old Man Peabody started his ranch. We had that crazy idea about breeding fir trees. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when this was all farmland as far as the eye could see. Yeah. So, they, w- at dusk, no less, at the witching hour, the spookiest of times. We are crossing to... off all the boxes. You are dressed. I feel a little weird because you are actually dressed like you could be at a fan, like a like a distant aunt's funeral that you have to go to so you i'll, I'll wear dark cl- colors but <laughs> i'm not gonna look for pants or anything you're in dark shorts and and yeah it's like it's like it's like black shorts uh black black t-shirt i would call this like a funeral but on island time oh you know like it's it's a funeral sure but there is some jimmy buffett involved See, and that that works in with because I feel because I feel like oh shit I I mean I'm I mean I'm dressed like I normally am but that's it's like a weekend at Bernie's themed funeral and that's <laughs> like I do love that you brought a marionette corpse. <laughs> <laughs> How's that insurance fraud going? Yeah, like I've 
I feel like I look like it was like, oh yeah, you you look like someone who partied to death in Aruba <laughs> and has been brought back to life <laughs> through the magic of calypso music, like a, like a a. a a background character in the uh, the waiting room in Beetlejuice. Yes, basically. Yeah, which um, I will. That is a compliment. I will take that. That like, look, if it's you and Miss Argentina, like that's that's a solid pool to be in, you know. Uh, and let's not forget Juno. Right, Juno. That I forget who that actor was. Uh, Sylvia Sidney. But you know, cigarette face. That lady. The actress with perhaps the longest career in the history of American film. Oh, well, who, what's the name of Shrunken Head? Oh, yeah. Did Shrunken Head get a name in movie, or was it... Did Shr- I feel like Shrunken Head was one of those characters that really got blown out in the animated series. Oh, yeah. I, I could be wrong there. I don't know. It's Everything is a distant haze now <laughs> Fair. After, Fair. after this year. Um yeah, I guess that's the third part where we're rolling into the end of the fucking scariest year ever. Right. Uh, so it's all things are coming to a close. I heard an interesting theory, though, about uh, since 2016, uh? roughly everyone's been saying, well, next it can't get any worse. <laughs> At least this year's over. Sure. 2007, that, that's it. And then it was 18 and on and on and on. But that this year is so bad that the surprise for us, for the world, will be midnight, December 31st, chimes, and the calendar falls down, and it's December 32nd. <laughs> and it just keeps going. That it will never end. Suddenly, uh, Sonny and Cher starts playing on the alarm clock. Yeah, and it's just it's just this year all, all over, over again. again. Yeah, yeah, it's it's some sort of a time quake situation. <laughs> we just have to live through it all, but we know. Yeah, fuck you. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about these people who got out of here early. Let's the 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 lucky ones, yeah. as we call them. So, uh, as is always the case, I have prepared a series of spookery tales from. Eh, your neck of the woods and some other necks of some other woods. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's the Halloween, it's the Booha Halloween spooktacular extravaganza. So we're mixing things up. Yeah. We're doing a little bit of this and that. Um, for the for the listeners who are, you know, intrepid listeners, if you're just tuning in, Nick is from? Oh, which one are we? Because <laughs> we've done before. <laughs> and we did. I love that. You're the only guest that when I ask them where they're from, they ask me a question in return. <laughs> well, wh- what do you mean from? Where's uh, 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 Texas? We're defaulting to Texas. We're defaulting to Texas. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, the, you've given me a couple other options in the past, and right. they have been not great. Yeah. <laughs> we did Omaha, right? We did oh, Nebraska? fucking Nebraska. That, that yeah, shit. Yeah, what hole. a... We should have, I mean, I should have known. It's Nebraska. Nothing good has ever happened in or around Nebraska. But, you know, I appreciate your optimism. You know, we, we learned a lesson. We and did. It was horrible. Uh, so, no, we are we are defaulting to Texas and environs. Um, I've pulled together a couple options from spooky Southwest and mm-hmm. spooky Texas. Uh, and I also have... Uh, the spookiest campfire stories, which is the wilds cards. Okay. So pull together a couple options. Let me read them through for you. All right. We have old granny Tucker. (laughs) 
<laughs> the black cat's massage message. Oh, I'm all right. I was intrigued, and now not so much. <laughs> uh, the message is, you know, discount massages, massages down at fair. their, you know, cat scratching tree thing. <laughs> uh, then we also have the evil eye. Classic. Spookery bookery. Texas version, I yep. guess. The the Texan evil eye, which is... Uh, it has a Dallas Cowboy star around yeah, it, probably, yeah, or some shit. It's just the punchline to that, the the joke about the guy spending the night at the farmer's house. Like, don't stick your dick in this hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we also have the Weeper. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and uh, the one from the... The uh, the spookiest campfire story. So the non Texas related ones, we have the brick wall and Wendigo. Oh shit! Ooh, all right. Ooh. So any any of those striking your fancies? Uh, let's go with Texas Evil Eye. Mm-hmm. All right. And and let's go with Old Granny Tucker. All right. And uh, the brick wall. I just like that idea. Spooky. All right. So we're going to start out with old Granny Tucker. Sweet. All right. Um, And I'm going to try to jimmy together a a lighting situation. Oh, okay. (laughs) That works. Like you over there, like you could at least kind of like, I can give you my phone to prop up on the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, If only we had some... Uh, the light of some spirits. So, you know, one of the things is like I was, this is the, the inaugural episode of our recording in the cemetery one. So, you know, we're, we're ironing out some kinks as is the prerogative of Buha. Uh, one of the things that is sitting on my desk that I just didn't grab is a, an old kerosene lantern. See, So fucking next time, man. Uh, so everyone, it's like doing a Zoom show. <laughs> yeah, you would think that removing Zoom would remove the uh, <laughs> the technical difficulties. Not the case. Turns out. Um, all right, old Granny Tucker. This is from Tyler, Texas. Okay, so we're at the suburb or a little farther out of Dallas. All right, so like a horrible place? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Old Granny Tucker. Are you ready for terror? Ooh. <laughs> um, let me just double check on this. <laughs> Is I it actually? Sure. It's, it's been a while since I looked at the notes. Is It's not just about an old lady who died making pies for the county fair and has haunted the fair ever since, but brings out delicious pies every year. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's the story of, it's the story of an old lady who loved to bake, bake pies for her peepaw. Um, all right. This one might be a little bit of a long walk. Oh, you can fast forward. That's that's the VHS vengeance yeah, part. That is true. Okay, that's that's the VHS vengeance thing. If if it gets long winded, we'll 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 skip ahead. Um, all right, old Granny Tucker. There were just three of us when I was growing up: Ma, Nicholas, and me. And my name is Carrie. 
I can see your dirty pillows. Right? <laughs> Papa died when Nicholas was two and I was five. It's a word problem now. <laughs> remember that for later. I barely remembered him. There were no other relatives on Papa's side of the family, and the only relative we had on Ma's side was old Granny Tucker, whom we never saw. Ooh. So we were all alone in the world, and Ma had to work as hard as a seamstress to keep food on the table and roof over our heads. Not as a seamstress, but like work as hard as oh, a seamstress. Oh, okay. So. She was actually like a debt collector? Yeah, or yeah, something. like running arms or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mama made methamphetamines. Um, <laughs> as I grew older, wondered why we never saw old Granny Tucker. She lived just outside the village, only a few miles from our house. Other families visited back and forth with their relatives, even when they lived far apart. But Ma never talked about Granny, and she never took us to visit her. Hmm. I wanted to ask Ma about her, but somehow I could never get the words out. And when Ma heard one of our neighbors mention Granny Tucker, her lips thinned. She frowned fiercely. I was very curious, so I started eavesdropping on conversations any time I heard the name Tucker mentioned. And it didn't take me long to realize why Ma frowned whenever she heard her mother's name. Granny Tucker was a witch. Ooh. Twist! I'm not sure if you can call it a twist if it happens on the first page, but, you know, it's it's something. It's plot, which is... Yeah, Shyamalan would do that. <laughs> it's, it's the reverse Shyamalan. It's the reverse Shyamalan. <laughs> it happens five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> From what I overheard, the townsfolk often visited Granny Tucker's cottage to buy love potions or to ask her to hex someone who had offended them. And they also blamed her for everything that went wrong, from spoiled stews to missing animals. They said that Granny Tucker could find anyone that she wanted to hex, even if they hid from her. And she had a magic ball, and it was never wrong. <laughs> a magic ball? Yeah, you know, like a bowling ball, like uh, in uh, like Janine Garofalo had in Mystery Men. Yeah. <laughs> it, had, it had her dad's skull in it, and she <laughs> yeah. threw it at people. Yeah, the skull of Sal. Come on, come on. The bowler. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that still in my head? From oh, that okay so long ago (laughs) Um, one day i listened to a few neighborhood women talking in the dry goods store about granny one woman described the way granny would shed her skin at night (laughs) and her spirit would fly on the evening wind when she returned to her home before dawn she would say skin skin let me in into her skin oh yeah yeah oh okay she's leaving her skin behind and then she gets home and she's you know she has to ask it to come back (laughs) <laughs> She's red rovering her flesh, you know, <laughs> red rover and rovers and grandma's wrinkly bones right over. So she would say, skin, skin, let me in. And then she would slide back into her skin and be a woman again. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> so this is how Texas tries to describe trans. <laughs> this is their way of understanding it. Well, there's witchcraft. There's witchcraft involved. Their skin comes off. Their spirit roams on the winds (laughs) at night, uh, and they're responsible for missing animals in the evenings. (laughs) Um, Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if that was like on the like Texas.gov informational page. (laughs) Did you know that minorities have bat wings and drink your children's blood? 
<clears throat> so then she would slide back into her skin. Uh, and another one of the women spoke of Granny turning herself into a cat and roaming over the land doing evil things. The third woman spoke of the children living with Granny Tucker. No one knew where they came from or who they were or if they really belonged to Granny since she never married. I saw the woman glance towards me as she spoke and knew she was thinking about my ma. Because that's oh, a right, right. subtle dig at Granny yeah. having kid out of wedlock it seems to me if if you're in in the position to like forgo your skin every evening like a bastard child is probably not a huge concern no but, uh, maybe that's pretty me. low on the priority list as i walked home with my packages i wondered how mom had managed to escape from granny tucker without being cursed and then i thought of how papa had died so young and i wonder if she really had escaped i talked the matter over with nicholas who was very wise he thought that Papa must have bribed Granny Tucker somehow, and that's why she allowed him to marry Mama. Neither of us had ever had enough nerve to ask Mama about it. Nicholas and I were very curious to see Granny Tucker, and I wanted to judge for myself whether or not she was a witch. All right. Guess the, all of the source material, not, not, not enough for you. <laughs> um, eventually, I worked up the courage to ask. You want to visit your grandmother, Ma said, <laughs> sitting down abruptly in a kitchen chair. <laughs> yes, Ma. Nicholas and I can walk to her house after school and spend the night. I, Carrie, I cannot allow you to go. <laughs> no. And her name's, oh, yeah, Carrie. And her name's Carrie. That's right, yeah. Uh, uh, and in the next paragraph, her mom talks about her dirty pillows. They're called breasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carrie, I cannot allow you to go, Ma said. No child has ever returned from that house except me. And your father had to pay Ma or pay uh, Granny Tucker $100 for me before she let me go. Pretty cheap. That's not, I mean, you know. Pretty cheap trafficking. Yeah, if you're like. Operation she's running. She's, you know, I, I feel like, depending on what the economy's like, I mean, if this is a story from like 1994. You could get more, probably, but if this is, you know, 1852, eh, those <laughs> might be market prices. <laughs> um, let me consult my almanac here. <laughs> um, I didn't say anything more that day, but every day after that, either Nicholas or I would ask Ma if we could visit Granny Tucker. Ma was terrified, <laughs> that much I knew, but, she wouldn't, but I wouldn't be satisfied with rumors. I had to see for myself what kind of grandmother I had. And Nicholas felt the same way. Finally, Ma said we could visit Granny Tucker on the following Saturday. She spent every night that week teaching us all the spells that she had learned while she lived with Granny so that we could protect ourselves should we need to. Nicholas also devised an escape plan just in case anything went wrong. <sighs> A little bit of the tension left Ma's face when she heard Nicholas's plan. I hated making Ma worried, but I was determined to visit Granny Tucker. For some reason. <laughs> like, at this point, I don't know, you, seems like uh, this kid deserves whatever she gets. Um, we left our house around noon, and after walking for an hour, we came up to Granny's gate. I saw Granny Tucker at once. She was a bent-over little old woman with white hair and wicked black eyes. She was digging in a twisted little garden at the side of her house. She straightened up and looked right at us. She knew who we were and welcomed us by name. 
trouble. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, you know, it's good hospitality. If a but gnarled old woman looks up from a dead garden and says your name. <laughs> dead and twisted. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely going to cook you or something. <laughs> One of you is going in the fire yeah. for fucking sure, Carrie. <laughs> uh, good day, Granny Tucker, I said, curtsying politely. Granny Tucker beckoned for us to come into her garden. We walked through the gate and met her on the front walk of her house. She studied us with a little smile that made me want to run away. <laughs> Then she called her children to come and meet us and sent us back to the pasture to play. I didn't like Granny's children. There was a boy my age and a girl who was a little younger than Nicholas. They both had a sly look in their eye, and their skin had a little too much hair. Ooh. Uh, They had strange ears that ended in a point, and when they smiled, their teeth were pointed and looked very sharp. Uh, again, trouble. Yeah. Um, they were very rough, and they didn't seem to mind hurting us. <laughs> I think they liked hearing us cry out in pain when they knocked us down or stepped on our feet. Nicholas hated them <laughs> from the moment he saw them, too. Uh, Nicholas is always very formal and polite with people he hates. <laughs> but by the time we went to supper, Nicholas was speaking in such a formal manner that he sounded like a politician. After supper, uh, after supper, Granny Tucker sat in the corner, sharpening her knife. <laughs> Man, nothing but red flags since they showed up at this house. <laughs> More red flags than a fucking slalom course. <laughs> just picture the, just two kids sitting there at the dining room table, just <laughs> she's sharpening a knife now. Um. When Nicholas asked her what she was going to do with the knife, she said, I'm going to kill a wild hog I have penned outside. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. I had seen nothing in the pen except for a few chicken feathers, so my heart gave a frightened little leap. Nicholas's face became inscrutable. Once the knife was sharpened, Granny Tucker had me fill the large pot with water and hang it over the fire to boil. Then she sent us all to bed in the loft. She put her two children in one pallet, covered with a dark sheet. Then she put Nicholas and me into the other pallet and covered us with a white sheet. Hmm. Seems notable. (sighs) Granny's children fell asleep right away. They grunted and snorted in their sleep like animals. (laughs) Um. I mean, I'd be scared of them, too. They sound like... The kind of kids that believe their LARP characters are real. Oh, I don't like... I mean, that's... (laughs) I was thinking that they might be, you know, some actual kind of supernatural monster, but that sounds more terrifying, (laughs) even than that. Somebody who's, like, a little bit too into the the styrofoam sword that they have. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Call me Gimli. As soon as they started snoring, Nicholas... um, There we go. Uh, Nicholas motioned for me to get out of bed. While Nicholas removed the dark sheet from the sleeping children, I placed several bundles into our pallet to make it look like two people were sleeping there. We covered our pallet with a dark sheet and then put the white sheet over Granny's children. Then we snuck to the stairs and out the door into the moonlight. You old switcheroony. Mm -hmm. As soon as we were out of sight of the house, we ran as fast as we could go. 
It was not long before we heard a shriek of rage and horror coming from the house. Granny must have used the sharp knife on the children under the white sheet, not knowing until now that they were her own. Oh. It's not really the mark of a competent witch or, like, adult human to remember which... Kids or which? Which bed is which also. Like, you know, if I walked into a bedroom and was like, okay, one of the kids I'll murder. Huh, wasn't this sheet on the other bed before? It's probably fine. I'll stab. Ask (laughs) later. And aren't they all grunting and, like... Yeah. Like pigs in a pen? Well, Like a pack of wolves underneath a sheet, just kind of scratching and clawing and... Yeah, and you would think that, like, she might not know what these new children sound like, but she would certainly know, like, well, my children are, like, dirty animals and make weird fucking pig noises at night, so it's weird that they're not doing that now. (laughs) As I blind you with my phone. And I like that their way of finding out if she is actually a witch is to have her kill her own children. That proves. Yeah, I mean... I gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Only a witch would kill her own kids, man. (laughs) It's it's like, uh, you know, like... It's the the ghost adventurer's method of determining whether your house is haunted. It's like, we'll find out if there's a ghost by making it angry at us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I mean, I'd love for there to be another step (laughs) before that. You know, like, let's, let's ask... And then we'll see if there is, like, murder rage. Uh, (laughs) Nicholas grabbed my hand and we ran even faster, taking side roads and twisting back and forth so as not to be found. I was winded and had a cramp in my side, but I didn't dare stop. I kept remembering Granny's magic ball that could track anyone. If you were smart, you'd take the ball with you when you went. Yeah. Just saying. Suddenly, I heard a rumbling behind us. I looked back and saw a glowing ball following us in the moonlight. <laughs> saw a glowing ball following us in the moonlight. I had assumed that it was like a like a crystal ball that Granny would look into, but I guess it's like it's like that ball from The Prisoner. Yeah, <laughs> that's the it's the anti-escape orb floating yeah. around, <laughs> sucking on Patrick McGowan. <laughs> um, I kept running, yelling behind me, I am not a number, I am a free man. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas pulled me over to a large tree and pushed me up to the branches. I climbed as fast as I could go. Nicholas gave the emergency whistle for his dogs and then climbed up after me. Apparently there's an emergency whistle for the dogs. Apparently there are dogs. Yeah. These were not introduced Trained dogs. Um... I could hear Granny Tucker muttering angry, angrily to herself as she came down the road. She had a clear view of us silhouetted against the moonlit sky. She started chopping the tree, and with each blow she chanted, Wham, bam, Jenny Mojang. What? <laughs> yep, she started chanting, Wham, bam, Jenny Mojam. I closed my eyes, remembering one of the spells that Mama taught us. Tree, tree, when the axe goes chop, grow big and tall at the bottom and grow little at the top. I mean, I guess that helps. It's not a... All right, sure, it's not a great spell, but if it works... (laughs) It's working, Nicholas said, gazing down at Granny Tucker. The chopped bits are growing back. Keep singing. So I kept singing, but down at the bottom, Granny kept chanting. 
Wham, bam, Jenny Mojam. <laughs> she was chopping as fast as she could. Then I heard the bang of Nicholas's hounds. They came running up the road in a bunch and attacked Granny Tucker. A terrible fight ensued, with Granny Tucker slashing at the dogs with the axe. And when she dropped that, she took out the sharp knife. One, two, three of the dogs fell to the ground, dead from the stab wounds. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Good, great exposition. Really painting a word picture here. <laughs> um, Goldie, the oldest hound and Nicholas's first pet, had been at the back of the pack when they attacked. She was too old to keep up with the younger dogs, but she saw her chance when Granny slashed the throats of the other two. Goldie leapt up and tore out her throat. Damn. Granny Tucker. Goldie. <laughs> you can't teach an old dog new tricks, <laughs> but an old dog will tear your fucking throat out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicholas was so distraught by the slaughter that I had to drag him out of the tree. As Nicholas sat weeping between the bodies of his hounds, I knelt beside Granny and took her knife. Mama had taught us one spell that good people should not use, but in this case I thought I could make an exception. The thought of what I had to do made my stomach turn. But I gritted my teeth and drove the knife into Granny Tucker's chest, slowly cutting out her heart. Goldie lay nearby, nuzzling the corpse of one of her pups. <laughs> it really it really took a turn for the gruesome yeah. here. <laughs> I took Granny's heart and walked over to Goldie. I rubbed the heart on her dead pup's nose, then watched as the hound came back to life. I did the same for the other dogs. Nicholas observed me in silence. And when they were all alive again, I dropped the heart to the ground, ran into the bushes, and vomited. <laughs> I mean, natural reaction, sure. Seems, Some realism. Seems fair. Like, if, yeah. if I had just, you know, cut a heart out of an old woman, and then touched it to a dog, and then performed... Mid-level necromancy. Yeah, uh, I might, I might need to need to blow some chunks as well. Yeah, yeah. When I was done being sick, Nicholas led me over to a nearby stream so I could wash off that wicked woman's blood. Then he and the dogs took me home. Ma and Nicholas went back the next day and buried Granny and the children. <laughs> they told the neighbors that the whole household had died of scarlet fever. No one questioned the truth of this statement. I think that nobody wanted to. They were probably all glad that she was gone. <laughs> okay. I was in, <laughs> I was ill for a week following that night. Once I was out of danger, I had a long talk with Ma, and then with the priest, and I never did magic again. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, so this, is, this entire thing was just like a hell house <laughs> story to get you to not do black... Dirty, evil Harry Potter magic, and go to church. It it feels it feels like halfway between like a Hell House and I spit on your grave. Yeah, like <laughs> um, I've I yeah I, I I thought that there might be a little bit more plot there. It's a it's a really good treatment for a movie though. It's uh I I feel like uh did you see Gretel and Hansel? No, it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty good. Oz yeah. Perkins. Um, but yeah, similar kind of vibes. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if we, if we really did a couple rails and settled down at the old, the old word processor, 
we could we could knock out a fucking killer screenplay. Yeah. Like that's it's a good outline for a crazy horror flick for sure. That's there's there's a lot there. I feel like it uh it kind of gets into like it feels like one of those like one of those children's movies where it's like, you know, somebody finds out that like, oh, well, your long lost uncle is Santa Claus. Yeah. Except it's like the Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Baba Grandma. Um, yeah, I'm 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 OK with that one. No, I, that was good. I, I, I that didn't. Was solid. My my go to metric for these now is just like. Does a more interesting ending immediately spring to mind? And I have to say, no, this one, it, it doesn't. I no, mean, I mean, you got multiple deaths of... You'd have to do some kind of backstory where she's a half-demon or something, or she she gave her soul to the devil to be a witch and become yeah. immortal, but she needs the blood of kids to stay young. Uh-huh. But she wants kids, and I, so the devil gives her the ability to make little goblin babies or some shit like phantasm yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could see in like you know if you really wanted to pad out the front end a little bit you know you have you have the little girl who's like you know spooky things are always happening you know she always knows where the lost thing is or you know she reaches she for has the... latent magical witch powers yeah it's like it's like a little bit of that you know the end of uh the end of the last Jedi when that little like hobo kid reaches for yeah. a broom and it flies into his hand yeah. and then it's like <laughs> and then nobody cared and then <laughs> Ryan Jones had to make knives out to convince us that he was you know a good director <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah okay well I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that one is is okay uh, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna give that one three and a half out of five dead dogs. Ooh, slaughtered dogs. <laughs> slaughtered dogs. Slaughtered dogs. Okay. No, that, that's good. I yeah, I'll, I'll give that. Uh... No, I was I was uh, invested in hearing the end, so I'm gonna give it three slaughter dogs. And a half man's best friend dog. <laughs> One a half, half genetically engineered <laughs> Rottweiler Doberman mix dog. Super 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 assassin dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh so that's like fifteen stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, that's yeah, a half man's best friend dog is equal to three dogs. So yeah, I gave it like seven stars. Yeah, that's all right. I like. I'm glad you like the story that much. <laughs> this is, um, and it wasn't that long. Even better. Yeah, it's. I uh, you when know you get everything in. You don't need to. They jump you right into it. Right. They let you know. There's a kid. Grandma's magical. Let's go see Grandma. You're making a mistake. Grandma's a devil. Yep. Boom. Bam. What more do you need? Suddenly you're up in a tree screaming for blood. Yeah. Um, well, all right, then I think, I think we're, we're probably about ready to move on to the next one. Uh, before we do, I'm going to go pee against a tree. I'm not actually, it's just for the, for the ad break. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go pee against a tree and hopefully not get haunted. Um, do you love the Bachelor franchise? Ah, the romance, the adventure, the drama. But do you also kind of hate the Bachelor franchise? Oh Yeah. The sexism, the racism, the intense heteronormativity of it all. 
Here at Date Card, we're just two obsessed queerdos who love to dissect, talk shit, and get blocked by problematic contestants. Yeah, we're here for the good, the bad, and the chad of it all. You can find us on Soblo Media, iTunes, and Spotify. Please, Please accept, accept this rose! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah. And I'm doing brick wall, right? That's the one. Whoops. Or wait, no, I gotta pick this one. Oh, okay. All right, so for that one, I think, uh... I don't even see that. I was going back and forth between oh, brick okay. wall and then... I want to say it's like towards the back. Not Wendigo, a different one? Let's see. There was brick wall and then... Yeah, so I was going back and forth between brick wall and then... How many how many pages is Wendigo? 20, 30, like 15. Yeah, 15. How much is brick wall? Five. Brick Five wall it half. is. <laughs> brick wall it is. Brick wall it is. <laughs> I've been trying to like limit myself to like, you know, yeah, for shorter sure. episodes. Yeah. All right, let's let's go with brick wall. All I right. am so excited to hear what this is. I'm. Ho- oh, okay. I'm hoping that it like, I recall, I recall a spooky story about a brick wall, and I'm wondering if this is it. Okay, um, I'm imagining it's about a skater. <laughs> <laughs> that wiped out into a brick wall and has haunted that half that ramp ever since. And that then, rail. And then he said, See you later, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, cool. I'm just trying to gauge whether Yeah, it's probably fine. Okay. All right. If it dies, I've got extra batteries here. All right. All right. Brick the brick wall. Ooh. Not to be confused, not to be copyright confused with Pink <laughs> Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> <laughs> the brick wall uh with coming from the author who has previously published Tommy Knockers as one of her <laughs> stories uh copyright uh, infringement is not out of the realm of possibility fair all right okay here we go <clears throat> there is something very satisfying the moment when i thrust the tip of my sword into the lying cheating soldier's heart and watch him fall to the sandy ground outside the walls of fort independence <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting right off to getting it. Fucking America. <laughs> Where I currently hold the post of captain. So this is just, this is what, like this story takes place in like two months time on election day. Yeah. <laughs> During it's, the revolt. It's the first story of the postman is <laughs> what it is. Uh, I was delivering the book of Eli. Um <laughs> It is a clean blow that will take his life in a few hours. I am nothing if not an expert swordsman. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I <laughs> would say such that such a clean blow. So yeah, it's it's a real it's a real clean blow. He'll die of gangrene in a month. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Massey rise a bit at the at my feet in the chill air of Christmas morning, just before losing just before losing consciousness. A job well done. Merry Christmas to <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, I turn away from the dying man, and the world will be a cleaner place without Robert Massey in it. 
As the seconds cluster around the lieutenant, I clean my sword and sheathe it. Then I walk away without looking back, like a boss. <laughs> Why should I soil my eyes further with the likes of Massey, a man who squeaked by on his charm and then cheated on his soldiers at cards? Good riddance to bad rubbish. I enjoy the rest of Christmas season on the base. In spite of the anonymity displayed to me by the more common soldiers after Robert Massey dies... <laughs> They'd obviously been fooled by his charm, but not I. I can see through charm to the heart of a man. I pride myself on the ability to feel it, as it is my duty to rid the world of cheats and liars who worm their way into the military. He's really endearing himself to the reader. (laughs) (laughs) I love murder. It's always justified. (laughs) I'm here to wash the streets clean. (laughs) I'm getting serious Rorschach vibes. Yeah, yeah. I have dueled to the death with six other specimens, as nasty as this one in the past, and I anticipate I will do it again soon, for the world being as corrupt as it is. The men under my command seem depressed in the weeks following the holiday. (laughs) Can't imagine why. So I stabbed them all. (laughs) He does say, so I work them hard. They mention Massey frequently. And to my disgust, a monument to the lying lieutenant is commissioned and erected upon the spot where he died. I I complain, but am overruled by my pig-headed superiors. Do you remember when that guy killed that cool guy that we all liked? (laughs) Uh, I retreat to my chambers to sulk, and am soon joined by a delegation of my men. Friends of Massey all, I think they have come to complain about the duel we fought. I am surprised and delighted to learn, though, that instead they have come to their senses and now see the lieutenant for the liar and cheat he really was. We share a round of drinks and laugh together over their mistake. Now, I'm my spidey sense is tingling here, and I would be suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Having not read this yet, I suspect trouble. <laughs> Uh, one drink, one drink leads to another until even I, who am famed for my tolerance for strong alcohol, am feeling rather tipsy. The other uh-huh. soldiers are worse off than I, of course, and someone suggests as a lark that we explore the lower dungeons. <laughs> Trouble. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, alright. Uh, an odd fancy that, by one, I find alluring after consuming a few more drinks... Everyone sets off in merry spirits, drinking I, and singing and laughing. I do like dungeons when I'm drunk. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> Our voice is echoing through narrow, all the narrow passages, deeper and deeper that we go. And I suggest we search for phantoms along the way. <laughs> the men cheer and begin making spooky noises and then seem appropriate to the dark and dusty past we are traveling. In spite of my good head for spirits, my head is spinning and my legs start to feel like rubber. <laughs> I sag a little, a little, and one of the good old chaps supports me. I am surprised to see that this is Massey's best friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm drunk, and I can't see murder when it's staring me in the face. <laughs> I'd like another drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I am too happy in a mood to wonder for long. He smiles as we stagger along and sings the words of a body song with me. Another of Massey's cronies grabs me, my other arm, and I trip, and the three of us chant together the amusement of the other men watching us. <laughs> Things get a bit dim for me at this point. <laughs> I'm afraid I might have even passed out. How embarrassing. When I come to, I'm lying on my back in one of the dim old dungeons. 
After a moment, I realize that my wrist ankles have been shackled to the floor. Obviously another lark of some kind. I think yanking against my restraints. Very funny, lads. I call out, turning my head toward the sound of voices and activity at the entrance of the cell. Look, guys, I love a good cask of Amontilladoing as much as the next guy, but help. <laughs> but now you can set me free. But the soldiers don't answer me. A moment passes, then two. Then Massey's best friend appears holding mortar, and the other men begin handing him bricks. I realize that the soldiers are bricking up the entrance to the cell in which I am shackled. Very funny, I say again. Are you going to make a snowman, but out of (laughs) bricks because it's Christmas? (laughs) Oh, no. Are you trying to teach me a lesson, lads? (laughs) Like, to stop killing you? (laughs) I love, from... From the soldier's perspective, it's like they're like they're getting rid of like a horrible monster. Like he just keeps murdering people. We have to do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, are you guys trying to teach me a lesson? Is that what this trick is about? Make me sorry that I fought the duel with Massey because I'm not. <laughs> no one answers me. They work in silence, laying brick after brick until one row is done, then two. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing a game with me, of course. It's only a joke. But something in the men's silence, in the way they build the wall more and more quickly, the way they watch me with their eyes that gleam in the dim light of the lantern, makes my hair stand up on end, brings shivers to my body. If this is a joke, it's a nasty one. Massey's best friend pauses in his work and looks directly into my eyes. At that moment, I realize this is not a joke. I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) I'm still so drunk. (laughs) The soldiers mean to bury me alive in this dungeon. I scream then, tugging hard at the shackles that bind me. Scream after scream rips from my throat as I struggle against my bonds. I hope that the screams will be heard by others who will come and rescue me. But this dungeon is too deep within the fort, I fear. No one will hear me. No one will come. I will be entombed alive and written off the books as a deserter. There are, they're on the final row of bricks. I am reduced to bribery now, but no one speaks. No one heeds me. As the last few bricks are mortared into place, I begin to cry like a pitiful baby and beg the men to spare my terrible fate. But no one answers. I watch with heart-thudding horror as the last brick is put in place. As the last chink of light fades from my sight, then I am in utter darkness and I howl in panic, writhing against the iron manacles binding me and feet twisting my body this way and that in a frenzy, trying to get free before it's too late. Although somewhere in my mind, I know that it is already too late. Just me alone with my beer farts. (laughs) (laughs) Just me alone in the dark with whiskey dick. (laughs) A fate worse than death. Normally when I'm shackled, I'm as hard as a rock. (laughs) Eventually, I fall back against the floor, spent by my thrashings. My wrists and ankles are wet with my own blood. and the oh, pain <laughs> not hard anymore then. Yeah, it's all bad. <laughs> and the pain of my split skin is agony against the, as deep as, with, as that within my mind. My fingers are torn and throbbing from their intense scrabbling against the hard floor. My mind rails against the darkness, against the utter heartlessness that has trapped me here. Until I find myself weeping angrily. Though I have never shed a tear in my life. My life which now can be counted in hours. Hours! Oh God, save me, I whimper. But if my fellow soldiers have not offered me mercy, then how can God? 
The agony of the thoughts send me writhing again, in spite of the horrible pain racking against my wrists and ankles and hands. Daylight. I must see daylight again. One more time. Just once more. Don't leave me here to die alone. Please don't leave me. My voice echoes again and again in my ears, growing fainter as within my terrible thirst grows. Water. I crave water. But no one there is there to give me a drink. No one. I am alone. And the sheer brutal horror of it overwhelms me more than the terrible thirst growing in my mouth and throat. It's that hangover thirst, too. Yeah. Like, you know, you got that, like, like fucking, like your tongue is a belt. <laughs> my eyes strain against the complete and utter darkness, and I wonder if they will, if they are even open. The world inside my mind has dimmed, and it's only at greater and greater intervals that sheer terror arouses me from my stupor and makes me writhe in agony against the chains. Dear God, I can't get out. I can't get out. I can't get out. <laughs> and... Apparently, and eventually he did. It was all a joke. They let him out. They they, un- they came back a couple hours later <laughs> and slapped my wrist. And uh, yep, <laughs> by that point I had already gone mad. <laughs> so I that is not the story that I thought it was. But I can't t- like one of my favorite just comedic references to make is the cask of Amontillado, the uh, mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe story about the guy getting walled up in the cellar for being a piece of shit. Right. Um, so for it to turn out that that's basically just what the story is, I'm over the fucking moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just love, from the captor's perspective, the joy of bringing a drunken asshole who you fucking hate into the basement and being like, yeah, come on down. We're going to have some drinks down here. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Come in here. I like that that this captain has apparently been able to kill seven men at this point <laughs> in his company. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's him and then three of Massey's friends <laughs> at this point. Like, it's, it's getting close to an and then there were none situation. And that apparently his superiors have been like, yeah, he he's a shit captain and he keeps killing his own men but i mean what are you gonna do he's really good at his job (laughs) other than that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah is it it's one of those things where it's like you know yeah he's a really shitty person but god can he sell you know (laughs) he's a great recruiter (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah i uh does it say where this one is from i kind of get the feeling that fort independence might be a Mm. british that I wonder. I will. Future Avalon will know, and he'll tell us now. Fort Independence is a granite bastion fort that provided harbor defenses for Boston, Massachusetts, located on Castle Island. Yeah. The so the spooky campfire ones are collected from the other book, so it's got to be a somewhere one. But you know, who knows? Who's knows? It feels <laughs> East Coast. Yeah, it does feel East Coast. You know, just Fort Independence. There's. It's old enough to have dungeons. That's got to be. New England somewhere. Um, but he's yeah. not even a ghost. It's, I mean, it doesn't. It does, technically, it doesn't have to be a ghost. Story, I thought. But. I thought that the ghost was going to show up, like they were going to wall him up in the cellar, and he's like, "I'm here alone." And then that's when he would hear Massey's voice Ooh, singing a little good. song to him. <laughs> the the singing the Mariner's Revenge yeah. to him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Colin Malloy rolls up out of the corner playing the uh, <laughs> playing the accordion. Boom, 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 boom. That would be awesome. 
that like, if it was just just that frantic accordion solo until you yeah. get mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I assumed that that was where they were going with it, but I guess old sippy Sassen Cup just ran out of steam on that one. Yeah, he's like, we'll just have him screaming into the void. That's fine. It's, That'll work. I like after like Grandma gets her throat ripped out, now Sassy Schlosser's just like, a light touch. Yeah. Just keep it subtle for this one. This one's a little snack of horror, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> Not is, bad. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm going to give that one... Um, I am giving that one five out of five casks of Amontillado. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well done. I love it. Love a, love a good uh, love a good getting walled up in the cellar story. True. I have to say. Uh, how about you? Feelings? Thoughts? Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's as from the dudes. I like that it was from his perspective, <laughs> and you you get to see him stupidly get get walled up i love to party i love (laughs) to party with my enemies (laughs) (laughs) oh you guys are my friends you don't care that i just killed him that's fucking cool the drunk guy logic yeah so very good very good uh i would have liked to seen him as a ghost or tortured being locked up in the cellar or something forever uh that would have been good but i'll give him i'll give him two mariner's revenge songs uh, also, mostly, uh, and also because for me, you saying that and being walled up with the ghost and and all of that makes me think of a slightly better version in the uh, Gargoyles animated series, <laughs> where go on. <laughs> so uh, there's an episode where they go back home to his the Gargoyles castle in Scotland, yeah, and the two human got two human guys from the castle that turned on the gargoyles in 994 sure have been their spirits have been locked in the stones of the castle ooh since then because of their treachery and uh one of them and then they they try to kill goliath and sure. one of them sees the air of his ways and is like no we deserve to be punished cuz we wiped out a civil a species of <laughs> <laughs> that's just built to help us we uh, we wiped out a species of like noble yeah, monsters <laughs> right uh and then the other guy so he gets to go to heaven and the other guy in the end of the episode you see his spirit in one of the stones <laughs> like no, don't leave me alone. <laughs> not for a thousand. Not again. No. And he's just yelling. And I was like, "That's pretty. That's pretty hellish." Lord, whatever your name is, the Kryptonian Science Council <laughs> sentences <laughs> you to three hundred somatic cycles yeah. in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um, yeah, love it. I I would have like all it takes is just a one sentence addendum to be like, and even now people visiting yeah. Fort Independence still hear the screams of old stabby McDrunk pants. <laughs> ghost sitting down there, pants full of poop. <laughs> but nonetheless, I uh, I like it. It's it's real good. I like that it's from the drunk guy's perspective. Uh, Sp- Spookerino. <laughs> um, uh, well, cool. Then I think uh, our 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 responsibly built campfire is growing low, and or the oxygen in our mutual like hyperbaric chambers that keep <laughs> us socially distant is running low. 
Uh, so I think we'll uh, we'll we'll douse the fire and, and wrap it up. Um, any uh, any uh, personal spooky tales that you have to share with us? Ooh. Any anything happened? We are like I mean we are sitting here in in a cemetery, and I keep thinking that I see things kind of flitting off in the distance. Right. But we're surrounded by cars and roads, so yeah, that could just be the case. Yeah. Um, I look forward to editing out all the EVPs from, from this Fun. episode. <laughs> Get out. Um, but yeah, any, anything, anything spooky happened to you recently? Oh, recently? Eh, just, uh, yeah, or in general, whatever. We're not picky. No, I mean, st- uh, some crazy uh, street kid took a dump in the aisle it took a dump in Freddy's Freddy's on Hawthorne no Freddy's on Burnside oh on downtown yeah, that yep yeah took a dump in the aisle there and then I guess didn't realize that he had done it <laughs> like that's where he that's where his mind is at like, did he just immediately like he's pulling his pants back up he's like what kind of monster does <laughs> who who did this <laughs> Like I guess he immediately was, indignant. Yeah, like he <laughs> he got who, who shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> he started yelling at some. I guess the the darker side of himself, <laughs> the evil side of himself, saying, "Why? What? What the hell? Why would you do that? Like why? 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 Why would you do that?" Shadow Jimmy, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, that's spooky in in kind of a different way. Than, yeah, than I had anticipated, but it's definitely unnerving. Yeah, yeah. Did they put the cone up around it? The little watch your step cone. No, <laughs> they didn't. Bummer. It's, yeah, <laughs> Freddy. They've given up. <laughs> At the Freddy's on Burnside, I feel like it's just thousand yard stairs yeah. from door to door. It's like fucking Jesus Christ, take me now, <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> like, Oh, what about you? Anything? <clears throat> I mean, you was, got the Hawthorne. Let's see. Yeah, what is what has happened recently? Um, I you, there's a lot of like hobo night screams. Right. That was um, that was something. Nothing terribly alarming has happened in the Freddies, other than people like just standing too close to me. That's always trouble. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I this is so. You know, we're getting into the spooky season, and I spent the last three weeks like just mainlining this podcast called Spooked, where it's it's kind of like a, a This American Life kind of a situation, but with scary stories. Like, cool. Great production value, really uh, well uh, curated, super fun. Spooked, check it out. It's on, you know, wherever podcasts are sold or whatever. <laughs> so I've just been, like, steeping in spookiness, and, you know, more and more I'm like, God, I wish I, wish I just could you know, have some kind of spooky experience because I never really have. Um, and yesterday I was sitting there in the living room and we've got a little office off the living room. Uh, and I just heard a floorboard creak. Yeah. And very low stakes, not a lot of payoff to this story, but it was a sound that I had never heard from that area unless somebody was walking around in there, which they weren't. So I'll take it. <laughs> that count and you jump up and that counts yeah i pointed i threw my Haunting. drink on the floor and i screamed haunted house <laughs> finally <laughs> um 
Yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, we're 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 recording here in in a cemetery, so you know, we can we can but hope for spookiness. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the only spooky thing that's happened to me recently. No, yeah. it it's enough for you, and that's all that counts. Avalon. I'll take it. Yeah. In in twenty twenty, the year of diminishing yeah. returns, sold. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Then uh, I guess beyond that, will I will I you know douse the fire and replenish my oxygen supply? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Should they want to? Sure. Haunt you. Right. Ooh. You can haunt uh, my two Instagram accounts. At Nikki, two? Two, at NikkiP12, and uh, or uh, our vintage shop, uh, where we have all things cool. That's why it's cool is cool vintage. Uh, That's cool as cool? or Cool, cool? is cool. Cool is cool. Cool is cool vintage. Cool is cool. Cool I, is, yeah. I, I didn't know about that one. I will follow that. Yeah, cool is cool. Because whether, even the, the, our, our buy, our tagline, cool is cool, whether it's 1916 or 2016, cool is cool. Hey, keep it coolage. Keep it coolage. <laughs> we should throw that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can check us out there. Yeah, we're probably going to turn that more into kind of a vintage lifestyle, weird VHS schlock celebration cool instagram tv channel or some shit uh and yeah do that nice that's some peculiar media that i can get behind and uh yeah you can uh you can follow me uh at that avalon on instagram uh you can follow the show we don't really update it anymore because you know the world's on fire but you know at boohaha pod etc uh what about fawn Oh yeah, yeah. Fawn doesn't update either because the world's no. on fire. But you know, you can follow my dog. It's Fawn the dog. Uh, she's adorable, and you'll love it. It'll be the highlight of your day. Yeah. So in, until next time, uh, just remember to always. Oh God, what's that over there? Run. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.